Hello and welcome to the Pop Blast. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> I feel like I need to do something different. I don't know why. Okay. Uh, how are you doing? I'm all right. I've still got a cough, but I'm good. Yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> Asthmatics. We like to carry a cough out for a while. Oh, the editing. The editing's much, much more difficult these days. <laughs> You can't have you can't have it both ways. You just can't. I'm sorry, my voice is low and I have a cough. Do you? My voice is low. I've got a cough. My ears, my ears are, are all the bent. <laughs> you haven't given me a chance to hide yet. Um so what have you been watching? Well, we watched the Chippendale movie. How ace was that? Oh my gosh, if you haven't watched it, watch it. It's amazing. It is I did not think Oh my god! It was gonna be like that. the bad guy. Don't give anything. We're away. not gonna give it away, but the bad guy was such a a tragic surprise. Yeah, it is tragic, isn't it? Oh, I can't. I can't. It's really like wow, Disney. Have they done that deliberately? Yes, of course they have. And I have to say, I feel like it's sort of hey, Roger Rabbit came out however many years ago, and that was great, and now Disney's done it better. Yeah, well, that's the difference. It was another studio, and they had to ask. Disney's permission for all the characters they've got and they were sort of put in. Now Disney have come along and said, well, we own the IP on mm-hmm. all of this. Really good of Warner Brothers to to have their bits in. Yeah. Because there's, I mean, it, the surprise is all the way through. Blink and you'll miss it moments. Yeah, you know, really good. Unexpected. Really, really good. unexpected. Uh, it wasn't just about cameos either. It was a nice... The characterization of Chip and Dale was mm. is really good. It made me feel I, nostalgic, I, and I've yeah. been singing Chip and Dale Rescue Rangers ever since. Yeah, isn't it just? Mm. And of course, I don't think it's spoiling it by by talking about Ugly Sonic because I don't think you can escape that fact on social media that Ugly Sonic is in it. He is in it, and. What a curveball that is. Yeah. What a strange, strange thing to do. Yeah. I, but I'm all over it. Yeah. Watch it. It is really good, honestly. Give it a go. Enough. Obviously, we've still been watching Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Mm-hmm. Uh, important to say that Disney themselves on Twitter had uh, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. watch along of the first episode with the cast. Yeah. So, it you know, up until now, it's been ignored. And the secret wars are being talked about. So, you know, we know that Quake is a big part of that. Mm-hmm. So are we, are Disney sort of going, oh, all right, then we'll let them in. I very much <laughs> doubt they sound like that, but maybe. I, I'm hoping that, the, that that is the case because, it, you know, we're Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D.'s fans, aren't we? Mm-hmm. And anyone who says that they're not fans of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. only watched halfway through the first series. Indeed. <laughs> Because you've got to get past that first half of the series and then rock and roll. Yeah, the problem was that they were so tied to what was going on in the Marvel Universe. As soon as they sort of break away from that and just get on with their own Mm -hmm. storytelling, it becomes brilliant. Yep. And there's so much that we're watching now, like, you know, Multiverse of Madness, where Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. already did it and they did it better. (laughs) <laughs> so, yes. yeah. so it's definitely you know watch it please watch it and 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 talk to us about it uh, have you been listening to anything i have um the the who as in hu all oh, right the mongolian yeah. rock band have a new song out called this is mongol okay and it's absolutely brilliant they are oh my gosh they are amazing they they fill your soul with something their music's brilliant. I missed out on watching them this year when they came in April, but I'd like to watch them next time they come. Yeah, I suppose it's a sort of guttural resonance that that is that's tribal enough that it affects yeah. something deep down in you. Yeah. Like, you know, the, the, the same reason why we're scared of snakes and spiders generally, because there's something in our DNA that says they're dangerous. And it's the same, it must be the same thing. There's something in us that it's, hears yeah, it's, that. It's rock music, it's metal music um, and traditional Mongolian throat singing. Put them together and what have you got? Wow. Yeah. Got. I love it. It's a brilliant song. The Who hates you. I've not been listening to very much more than what I normally miss, listen to at the moment. I've just, 
you know, it's it's just been the, the music to make me go to sleep. Mm-hmm. But I've been, I don't know what's going on. I just haven't had, normally I'd be listening to different, to different music. You've had, a, you've had a busy week though. You've had a few things going on, so. I suppose, yeah. It has been busy lately, hasn't it? Mm-hmm. It's been affecting the old music. Like, I, there's been a lot of, lot more TV and stuff, I suppose. Maybe. And films and yeah. all that business. And we watched Dumbledore as well. Oh, yeah, I forgot about that. I didn't even mention it. Yeah, we went to watch... No, we didn't go to watch Dumbledore. That's not true. We have seen it, though. We have seen it. (laughs) And, uh, yeah, my, you know, my takeaway from it, you know, I'm not as much into this beginning franchise anyway. And so I'm not as involved as you. So you're Mm -hmm. probably better off coming from a a fan standpoint of of telling us what what you thought. Um, I thought it was okay. There was bits that I thought, oh, that doesn't fit with everything I know. And anybody who has read the backstories knows about the ultimate fight between Dumbledore and Grindelwald. And the film alludes that that fight was in it, but the fight scene that they had cannot have been the fight, so there must be another film coming. Because as we all know, that changed the course of Dumbledore's life forever. Yeah. I think it's fair to me to say that this is... A low point in the in the in all of the fil- in the Harry Potter universe. Isn't yeah, it? there was bit, bit sort of shoved in. Maybe it should have been split into two films, or they should just stop making films and turn it into a TV series because we want to see the Marauders, we want to see the Founders. Yeah. So, you know, Newt's Commander's amazing. He's great, and it's nice to see those older characters that you've read about. But I've unless you're about. bringing something to the table, what's what's the point of spending all this money other than to perpetuate the franchise and keep selling? muggles lots of merchandise exactly um so we do need to see that that battle properly and then maybe a tv show of the marauders or the founders very interesting stuff there's other worlds inside that world to explore i think the most exciting thing to be coming to harry potter at the minute is the game isn't it that's been put off hasn't it yeah you said it was delayed yeah so you know we'll, we'll see what goes on with that but that but that looks like that's that's what we want we have it? to follow the rules of the muggles so if it's delayed it's delayed we can't magic it earlier because that would give us away it says something about it when the, so the best bits in the film were listening to the harry potter theme again and being at hogwarts yeah and it you makes s- you feel oh here we go here's here's yeah, what i'm after because really when you when whether you like jk now or not we, we shan't comment when you see hogwarts and that music plays whether you're in the Warner Brothers studio on the tour, you're watching it in the film, it's very true, whether by book or by screen, Hogwarts is always there to welcome you home, and I get that feeling when I see it. I, I, I will briefly, J.K. Rowlands, because I think it's it's like what's happened with George Lucas. George Lucas, to some extent, has been removed from... The, the creativity of Star Wars now. He's created this fabulous universe and it means that the fans that have been brought up on that now can can expand upon that and that's the plan going forward. I don't think Kath, uh, that Kathleen Kennedy is in any way helpful uh, to Disney. Nope. I don't know whether that's just social media and I'm, and I'm watching it and I'm just, you know, I, a lot of people have got hate for her. I don't know. But it... It seems that she is very much part of the missteps and what have you that have been going on with Star Wars, and now it's been left to people like Fellaini to, to, you know, as fans to do what they want and to, to, you know, we're getting something good. Same thing with J.K. Rowling's. She has tarnished her own brand with her opinions, being very, very vocal about what she, what, what what a woman is and isn't to her and and what should and shouldn't be allowed as far as she's concerned um which is so contrary to 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 really the ethos of of Harry Potter mm-hmm. i think that in all honesty thanks for your world uh, but you go you go and enjoy your money you go and live on your yacht you go and be the the racist uncle that no one talks to on christmas day you go, you go and be that person now, and leave it to fans. Leave it to people that have been that have grown up 
love the universe and frankly have got less hate in them <laughs> and maybe we'll 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 have a better a better universe perhaps so but i do actually just reminded me something i won't say what it is but people who know the backstory of dumbledore there's a scene pretty much straight off the bat and as a you know knowing the history you go nice right so you'll know that when you see it cool uh and very quickly what have i been playing i I downloaded Forza 4. You know, I was, I, I was taking them... Sorry, not Forza 4. Uh, Forza Horizons 4. I'm waiting for Motorsport. That's my preferred game. Forza Motorsport 8 is should be coming out soon. And I was bemoaning last time <laughs> the Horizon franchise because it's just, you know, rev and go. Break mm-hmm. through walls, do what you want. But it's I, I downloaded it because it's set in the UK and... So you drive on the right side of the road. Sorry, the correct side of the road, (laughs) uh, which I'm not used to in games. So it's nice to do that. And it's got all the Bond cars in it. So I've been driving around uh, in Bond cars, really enjoy, you know, around the UK. I don't necessarily race in them. I just like to have a drive around. (laughs) (laughs) So That sounds exciting. Well, I I enjoy it. That and Daisy. So Mm. Daisy getting on my nerves. I can never find nails. Nails are just, oh God, let me build a base for goodness sakes. <laughs> on the official servers, on the non-official servers, no nails. Oh dear. <laughs> oh dear, am I. Isn't it? So so yeah, that's that. What we're going to do, we're going to watch Quantum of uh, Solace today, aren't we? Indeed. I can tell you, Quantum of Solace, we we know it's going to have issues because this was during the, the Writers Guild strike mm. in 2008. Uh, 2007 and 2008 and a lot of shows were affected by this it it was so bad on set this is the this is probably the shortest james bond it's only like an hour and a half they're usually mm. over two hours but the director and daniel craig both had to write all right uh because you couldn't use any writers and it and it'll you know it shows doesn't it it's a direct sequel it's the most expensive... To date, it still continues to be the most expensive Bond ever made. It costs £230 million, And if you adjust it for inflation, it continues to be the most expensive Bond ever That's made. madness. You spend £230 million on making a film. But no one's going to donate that kind of money. Oh my gosh, that's that's ridiculous. Uh, well, we won't go too much into politics. <laughs> I'm shaking my head, folks. I'm, there's politics coming up soon. Uh, Roger Moore was not a fan of this one. No? No. This is the one that we remember as being the Bond identity. So, okay. Roger Moore, that's what he... he You know, this was part of the hate. This was the reason, one of the reasons why I wasn't enjoying Bond at the time. This one didn't help, okay. and, it, and it secured my bemoaning of Daniel Craig, which I have admitted I was wrong about, <gasps> because in actual fact, he is a very good Bond. But let's go and watch this and see what it's all about, shall we? Okay, dokie. Quantum of Solace. See you in a minute. Bye-bye. And welcome back from from Quantum of Solace. What was that like? Uh, better than I remember previously because the last time I watched it, I think I fell asleep part, like part way through. All oh, right, so you didn't go to the cinema to watch it? No, I did not. Yeah, no. I went to the cinema to watch this. No, I watched the one before it. Watched the last one in the cinema. I haven't watched any others after this because it put you off. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Because I mean, going forward. Well, that's not actually. Sorry, that's not actually hundred percent true. There was a lot going on in that time in my life. Going to the pictures to watch Bond It was not a was not a priority. Right. Okay. So it's a bit of life as well. Right. Well, this one we've already marked. We've marked what we've marked, and I don't want to preempt it, but this Bond suffers because it doesn't feel very much like a Bond, does it? Uh, should we start <laughs> with the uh, precise sequence? And what have you given it? Um, two. A two. Wow. Yeah, I, I've I've given it a four. Mm. It was what? Well, it was well, whatever. It was you know, 
fine. But then at the beginning, you know, when he when he shoots and it's supposed to go, you know, with the, the, the gun barrel. Oh, see, the gun barrel, yeah. Yeah, it's not. And, you know, it's like, don't, don't do that. Just do it how it's meant to be. Don't do it at the end. Why yeah. have you done it at the end? Mm. They've done it at the end as if to say that this and Casino Royale are the same film. And But at the beginning of Casino Royale, we had the gun barrel, so I don't know. I did the gun barrel, but it was all over the place. It was wrong, so it got a two. Yeah, I couldn't follow the action. It was boring. We started off straight away. There was action, and this is a thing that the film is going to suffer with throughout, is that the directing is and the editing are just absolutely all over the place. It made my eyes shake. Yeah, I... You, it's fine to have cutaways and to zoom in and to whatever and to, but you've got to know what is happening. I could not follow who was where doing what in that first chase scene. It was very odd. You had an end to the action scene where you bring uh, White to the <laughs> to that to that room, and he escapes again. Yep. And so we have another little chase, and the thing is. In between that, we had the the opening titles and the theme music. And it's like, they just put it in the middle of the pre-title sequence. Mm-hmm. Uh, it didn't belong there. No, it was it part should of the have film. Been, yeah, it should have you been. You should have just not done that. Started the film with him walking across the screen, bang, and then straight into the film. Well, beyond that, what I'm saying is that they had the first action scene mm-hmm. to get white where they had him mm-hmm. that then they had the titles mm-hmm. it came back and they carried on the same scene of white escaping again indeed when what they should have done is had the titles after that yeah. second chase scene because it was just what, what did you split it for anyway so anyway it, it's only a four for me very very unbond didn't it's like they know how to make a bond, but they didn't quite do it right. It was very, very odd. What do you give it for theme music? And I give music? it a zero. <laughs> Flipping! I did. I didn't like the theme song, and the bond music only come on at the end. And I know things change, but I yeah, think I said yeah. it last time. Put the bond music in the film. Yeah. You know something's happening. We know Bond's going to do something. It wasn't there. It was at the end. Yeah. No, it was all over the place. Zero. You see, I don't mind the theme. I've given it a four, by the way, because I don't mind the theme. The theme up until a point. The themes, it's different and what have you. It's Jack White. I don't mind. I don't mind Jack White, and it it gets to a point, and then it just goes dead messy. It, it was all over the place. It's it's like this film. It get it, the beginning is all right. And then the music actually of the theme tune, you listen to the theme tune on Spotify, it just starts being a noise about uh, towards the end of it. It's like, what am I listening to? Because it's not a Bond theme. This is like experimental music. Mm-hmm. So it was originally meant to... They asked Paul McCartney to do it. He said, no, why don't you use Amy Winehouse? Mm-hmm. Amy Winehouse and Mark Ronson produced a uh, a theme. And they couldn't use it because this is this is not far off Amy Winehouse, uh, you know, dying. So she just she didn't she didn't have it. That would have been the theme, though, wouldn't it? Imagine Amy Winehouse doing mm. doing the theme, flipping heck. That it would have been classy, and and like those Again, like those old bonds. She's one of them ones that everyone else is into, and I'm not. Are oh, you not? She's all right. All right. Well, I, I, I think she's an amazing singer. She is an amazing Yeah, she's got a nice voice. Uh, the, the, the music throughout, you're quite right. I think this is the last one of David Arnold now. Dana, David Arnold was a, a big Bond fan. He injected some really good music. But in this, he's held off using the Bond theme. Till the very end? Yeah, he's held off using the Bond theme, so that didn't feel right. And then, again, it's all part of the feeling of this film not not feeling like a Bond movie. And then they, you know, you intersperse the the theme song, not the Bond theme, but the theme song. Mm-hmm. And it didn't, 
every time it was used, I think it's three times it was used, it never went with what was going on Mm-mm. because of how jarring the song is. Yeah, but that's why you needed the, you know, dun, 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 dun. Yeah. that's what you want. I don't give a hoo-ha about the yeah. first bit. Just Bond music, please. Yeah, well, yeah. Jumping off a boat or something. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, just, no. So it only got a four for me, and I'm, I, that's because I don't mind the beginning and half. I don't mind David Arnold, but it it, it didn't work. Uh, what do you give for Bond? Ten. A ten, good job. I gave him an eight. I give him a ten. He's Stella. He's a good Bond. He's not as buff as he was in the first one. Um yeah, it's funny because this is the the bond that he did the most action for. I think that's probably why he's not as 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 buff. He's probably slimmed down a little bit, but you know, he was he was a good bond. He's a good bond. He he's a great bond. Uh, I, and he's up there. The, mm-hmm. the action sequences, what? It's a shame, right? In this, he he had stitches to his face, four mm-hmm. stitches to his face that he needed plastic surgery for. He he needed uh, six screws going in his shoulder he sliced his fingertip off in this and you're like and you're like did he because the action sequences in it are so messy that the the effort that he's put into this film is lost do you know that what might I mean? be why though because they're messy yeah, injuries man. happen like in um the expendables mm-hmm. the first one stallone hurt his shoulder his back his neck doing his own stunts because he wants it to be authentic and to be honest when you watch it you can tell when those things have happened you can see it and it's like use a stuntman yeah just use a stuntman you're 65 use a stuntman it's um and you get hurt when you're working when when you when people think they can do these things because they want to whereas stunt people train for years to do these things yeah um but on screen it may as well have been a stuntman because it was all the action scenes seem to be so incoherently directed that you you might as well have had you might as well have been someone else. It might as well have not been Daniel Craig because you didn't get a sense of him doing these things anyway. Well, fair play to him. Yeah, getting, yeah. Getting injured and getting he's, he was really he was really good. I enjoyed him. I think he's a really good. Yeah, he is. He's brilliant. Bond. He's. In this one, the reason why I've marked him down is, first of all, this is this is the first and only time that you see a drunk Bond. Bond doesn't get drunk, you know. He's got his wits about him all the time. He is he is ready to to go. He's do you know what I mean? But he is levered in this uh, at one point. When when he's sitting there with Mathis and he's on his what eighth vodka martini or Vespa, isn't he? And he's there with his eyes, and he says, "Yo, I've got pills that can make you sleep. I've got pills that'll keep you awake. I've got pills." Oh, for I didn't this, think he was drunk. Oh no, he was levered. Oh, I didn't think he was. Just thought he was a bit depressed. No, watch it again. He's levered, uh, and it's so unlike. Bond. Oh, I didn't get that. Yeah, I also minus points because it—he it, doesn't seem in control in this. I know it's probably part of the character, and you know what's been going on with. With what happened with Vesper and what have you, but he seemed much less sort of knowing what's going on. Well, M says that, doesn't she? He's working off blind rage. Yeah. Um. So you know he is different. You've got to, you've got to look at that because. Yeah, but we've had that before. With I, I'm not, I'm not taking the mic out of Daniel. I'm not saying Daniel Craig. I'm saying this is the way it's it's written because you had um, License to Kill. Mm-hmm. He is in a rage. He mm-hmm. quits, jumps off the balcony, and goes off on his own to go and get the the person that set sharks on Felix Leiter, mm-hmm. you know, and, and killed his missus. So, so you, you you can have that and bond in control. He's he's focused because of his hatred. Do you know what I mean? Uh, so so it, you can have that balance. You can have him absolutely angry, but still in. Comp- you know, using his full faculties to get the job done. In this, I didn't think he seemed lost. And so I just minused a couple of points because he wasn't Bond. Bond is in control, knows what's going on, and and doesn't let a lot affect him. I know that this is because they've almost... It's a reboot, mm-hmm. and we're not going to get that to the end of the series. You know, proper Bond. But 
I've minus two. Lover, I disagree. Okay, fair enough. <laughs> um, so, what did you give for baddies? Eight. Because there's, because there's three of them in this. I've only given a six. Okay. I gave it. I was going to give lower. Yeah. Because I put about the main guy. He's very neurotic. And I kind of like that. Dominic Green. Yeah. Very. Yeah. He was really neurotic. And I suppose that was good that I liked that. Um, But the uh, general, he pumped it up because he was rotten. He was uh, yeah. awful. He's just like a, a rapist. That's all he wants. Yeah. And that was like, oh, that's horrible. So I suppose he had to get some points for that because it was very good acting because I was like grossed out. I marked him down for that. I marked him down because he felt like a, a generic 80s bad guy from any movie. Oh, he licked her oh, face? Look, oh, look, here's a here's a foreign dictator who is a who is a rapist and a thoroughly awful person. That's you could you could take that from from any show. Any show, yeah, any when, film. When he's fighting with her, uh, Camille. Yeah. Um, the fight changes, and it's like all he wants to do is a, is sexually assault her. Yeah. That is his only goal, and I and I kind of thought that was quite good because he's a crazy person, and he was just focused on that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I understand. I understand, but I, I I felt he was really generic. There was nothing of him. You, anyone could have played him. Anyone could have written that part. For Dominic Green, for me was um, you know I don't know what it was neurotic. Uh, do you know what I mean? I I didn't care. The the, the bad guy care. for me was was Mister White. Oh, I didn't know whether I should put him in baddies or henchmen. He's not henchmen. I put him in bad guys. Uh, he was funny. He was. He was. He was funny. He was elusive. We've been worried about MI6 complete... and the CIA watching us, and you don't even know we exist. Yeah, and starts laughing. That was good. Yeah, I, I, I thought he was the bad guy. Mm. I, it would have been better if it had been about him, and it, and it wasn't. Mm. They sort of dropped, dropped him Just, for yeah, some reason. Maybe. But I gave it a six more for him than than the other two. Dominic, the Dominic Green could have been anyone or anything. Seems yeah. to just be admin. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> right, turning over the page and going on to Bond Girls. What did you give? Eight. An eight. I've given a six. Mm. This country was built on a distinctly American work ethic, but today work is in trouble. We've outsourced most of our manufacturing to other countries. And with that, we sent away good jobs and diminished our capability to make things. American Giant is a clothing company that's pushing back against this tide. They make a variety of high-quality clothing and activewear, like sweatshirts, jeans, dresses, jackets, and so much more. All made right here in the USA, from growing the cotton and adding the final touches. So when you buy American Giant, you create jobs for seamsters, cutters, and factory workers in towns and cities across the United States. And it's about more than an income. Jobs bring pride. Purpose. They stitch people together. If all that sounds good to you, visit American-Giant.com and get 20% off your first order when you use code STAPLE20 at checkout. That's 20% off your first order at American-Giant.com with promo code STAPLE20. I thought Camille had appropriate footwear and I gave points for that. Okay. Because she had, when she did a costume change out of the dress, she was in proper like gear like you would be doing what they're doing. Uh, mm-hmm. I thought that was good. And the <laughs> ginger girl, Strawberry Fields. Yes. That was her name. Oh, I know. <laughs> um, she's just a really good actress, isn't she? And I liked her. Gemma Otterson, she's brilliant. Everything that we see her in, we're like, there she is again, mm-hmm. and she's we had really thing, good. Didn't we? What we'd seen her in recently was the Kingsman. Yeah, Kingsman was the latest thing, yeah. And yeah, she was brilliant. She got a Goldfinger death. She did. Wasn't that beautiful? It's a yeah. It's a great shot. It was a great shot. I said, we said, didn't we? If that was me, not that I looked like that, but if it was me, I'd have that framed, that black and white. It looked better than Goldfinger. Yeah, it did. It it looked really arty. It really clever shot. Yeah, I don't know why she was covered in oil though, because I mean we'll get on to that when we come to plot. I don't know why she's covered in oil. Uh, going it back, nice. going back to Camille though, she the, there's a big problem. Olga, who plays her, she is Ukrainian, and so they've used tan face to make her look Bolivian. I think we'll get onto that in a minute in the bonus. All right, okay. So it's just 
Yeah, I, I'm not. I'm not for that. The other thing is that it, that she isn't a Bond girl. She isn't a Bond girl. For a start, they don't have sex, which so she's not. A, so she's not a Bond girl. But it felt like she was. She was enjoying a different movie. They dropped her after the first. The first third of the film, they just dropped her, and then she sprung back up again. She she'd found out where the party was going to be, got herself to the party. The the expense involved in getting from one part of the world to the other part, without fully explaining how she has these resources, and if she has these resources, why she wouldn't employ them to. to I don't know. Again, I'm going to disagree with you. Oh yeah. Yeah. Okay. Because I thought she was on a mission. It was a lifelong mission. It doesn't matter about the resources. She popped up at that party because if I was out for blood, so would I. And I, I know I liked it. I thought it was clever. I thought she just popped up and no, it was good. You don't need to know about her resources. She's been doing this her whole life. Yeah, but she's not after. She's not after him. No, but she needs him to get to the other one. No, but what does she think is going to happen the minute she turns up? Because the last time... But she... she's not a spy. She's a person on a mission on with a vendetta. She is, a, she is a, a badly written woman, is what she is. I'm not saying this, the like the script and that wasn't... That, well, that's that's what I'm... But the character, I got her. I understood her. I yeah, did. but she'd be dead. She'd keep on being killed. The decisions that she, she was making made no real sense. She wasn't smart about anything that was going on. She would have been killed. What was the point of her turning up to this party again to be killed again? To add to this neurosis of the bad guy. I think that she's yeah, she was, uh, she's yeah, she's ill written. I the the six points that I've given us more more for Strawberry Fields because she's a traditional Bond girl. She's the girl he has sex with, then gets killed. <laughs> um, the the thing that got her killed, I think, was tripping up the henchman on the stairs. Oh yeah, maybe. I think that's you know that's the thing that drew the attention to her and what mm. have you. Uh, which we'll get on to now, won't we? What have you given for henchmen? He's laughing. <laughs> Two. I've given him a one. <laughs> Elvis. What was... He was just a haircut. What, and then I in mean, the end... It, it was also a haircut just for it to be a wig. And then it was a wig, oh, yeah. come on. It was silly. Yeah, I mean... <laughs> all right, he doesn't... Right, you have bowler hat. I always say bowler hats, teeth, uh, you know... You've got people who are mute. You got all these. You got Win and Kid who are just de- deranged gays. I don't know what what was going on with them. But the thing is, there's always something with these henchmen. Is that there's something that they decided? Ah, oh, we know what to do. What we're going to make him a Bobby Bowlehead. What do you mean like a Bobby Frankenstein, Bowlehead? Frankenstein's monster haircut. Uh, make him a Bobby a Bowlehead, and then we'll make it a wig. Yeah, he that's pointless. brilliant. He was as creepy as all hell. And if he was around as the leader of security, you'd have to say there's something really wrong here. Why would he have him as the head of security? There's something really wrong with that fella. He's as creepy as all hell. That and he wasn't very good. Well, that's I think that's part part of this guy's neurosis as well. It's very Yeah, so henchmen just no. Oh no, we're getting on to gadgets now. I'm gonna swap pages, here we go. Okay. Well gadgets again, this is this is the things. With henchmen, they've got no excuse. But with gadgets, we've had a reboot and they're doing they're doing what they're doing. And this is where Daniel Craig's films suffer because they've decided he doesn't use gadgets. What have you given him? Zero. Uh, yeah, I've given him a one for the for the earpiece. Uh, That's it. It's very generic it was very stuff. Big. Yeah, it was very big, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. The thing is, it's with these Craig ones, we know it's a reboot and it's building up to him becoming Bond and then he's finally using gadgets and things like that. So they, they know what we want and they're deliberately not doing it. They're mm-hmm. going against it and instead they're making the Bourne identity and it's <laughs> it's not... No. It got a zero. Got a one. Uh, what about cars? Zero. A zero? Didn't recognise a car. Sorry, I'm not into cars. If I recognise them, whoop, whoop. Don't care. <laughs> the Aston Martin DPS is the same one from the last film. Well, I didn't even notice. Yeah, that's because the action sequence was terrible. Uh, the bad guys had the Alfa Romeo, which I said, you know, there's the, oh, they're bad guys. they got Alphas. No, yeah. <laughs> uh, I don't know. You had Range Rovers. You had a Ford Ka. <laughs> yeah. Ka. Yeah. And you had the, yeah, the Ford 
Edge, which was the electric car that sh- that uh, Camille was driving. All right. This is for Ford, right, yeah. Ford, Ford, Ford Heavy. This is because they they gave they gave them a hundred million for a three movie deal to have their cars in it. Fair enough. Uh, you also had the uh, the VW Beetle and the smashed up Beetle. Yeah. I've given it a six because there's a lot going on, a lot of cars. The DBS is nice, although it didn't have anything, not bulletproof glass, nothing, nothing at all going on. It had a submachine gun in the glove compartment, that's it. So it's just, come on, start being Bond. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's all right. It's a reboot, and it's more gritty. And Bond has to rely on his own wits and what have you. Well, he does that, and has gadgets and a decent car. So sort your heads out. <laughs> Goodness me! Uh, what have you given it for plot? Ten out of ten. A ten out of ten. I have. I really enjoyed the story. <laughs> We're gonna wildly differ on this. I gave it a three. Please go ahead with your ten. <laughs> <laughs> I really enjoyed the, the the idea and the story. I really did. I thought he was clever. Did you? Yeah. He's looking at me then like, you know, you want to break up. Right, you know? so, so the so the <laughs> plot of this is, right, that Quantum are blocking water and selling it back to the government at a higher price. This is basically just privatisation. Yeah. This is just, what the, this is the, what's driving just, the movie. I don't, the bit I didn't like was that nobody went back to that underground thing and broke the dam so the people could have water you're quite right that bit annoyed me he's like why haven't you done that bond come on blow that chisel up or even when they'd walk back from the desert from where it. it was they should have they're walking past those poor bolivians and they just go you know because they're there trying to get water water tunnel there. Here you are. see that pathway just follow that there's a hole in the rocks get down there there's a massive amount of water how about you get on with that or really as you there should have been a massive payoff at the end of this where he blows the dam. Yeah, a bit disappointing that, but I did, re- I did, I like the story. Yeah, that's where the lair should have been, Was would have been with the dam so that they can, so that they can have a, a nice sort of, here you go, he's, he's helped people again and everyone's cheering. That would have been, that would have been nice. The fact is he didn't, yeah, none of that was whatever. So I thought the plot, the plot was really terrible <laughs> and then there's you get onto the actual because obviously in in the when we talk about plot we also talk about the direct and the editing and all that carry on and this is why it really suffers for me because the directing three times used action and juxtapositioned with non-action they used that technique three times they didn't just use it like other films do though they had it that Born Identity super edited with the, I don't know what's going on. Mm-hmm. I have no sense of who's doing what. Right to the point, I mean, the airplane one is probably the worst one. That is a brilliant action sequence mm-hmm. on paper. And if you'd given it to any other director, that's a brilliant action sequence. But in this, you don't get the, ordinarily in a Bond, you don't get a surprise that they're being shot at. You get a, a little low tone, bassy kind of, and we'd see the the plane behind them suddenly, you know, appear from behind a mountain and attack them and all that carry on. We know before they know. Oh, Bond's in danger. This directing is not like a Bond movie, hmm. but it's not like an action movie either. It's just it's just dead choppy editing, and again, you just don't have a sense of what's going on, and it takes you out of. Of the danger that Bond's in. I, it could have been a brilliant sequence. I think all the action sequences in this could have been brilliant. But instead, they're just messy. So I had to, I had to get rid of so many points for that. And of course, like I say, the whole Camille thing. The fact that they just get rid of her for half the film. And then bring her back in again. Mm-hmm. Because it's convenient to. Mm-hmm. Oh, she's here now. Oh, is she? What's she been up to? It don't matter. It don't matter. Just you know, she's here now. I'm all right with that. <laughs> I'm I'm so not. Okay. Uh, <laughs> what normally happens is it's you know that they help progress the plot. She just got in the way, whether she was there or not. It don't matter. I thought it was nice though, at the end with her in the corner not being able to move because mm-hmm. of the fire. Yeah. And Bond, I think. 
in a really you know he was about to kill them both mm-hmm. it, it was that little scene was probably the best scene in the whole movie i thought in that moment she reminded him of vespa and he was overwhelmed with love and guilt because she was sat exactly the same as Vespa was in the shower. Yeah. Um. So I knew that you know that was going to be a moment for him. Yeah. It was. It was brilliant. I, I. I. That was the best scene of the whole whole film. And she said, "Not like this. Not like this." Yeah. She didn't want to die like that. I was. I'm with her. Yeah. Um. What about Leia? What did you give? Two. A two. I gave a five. I, I think because I was excited. Yeah, we got a Leia. <laughs> Okay. At last. It was a funny looking thing. It was a funny looking thing. Very strange. It was out in the... the... Was it in... It looked like an apartment office. Yeah. Gas filled. This is the problem with it. Thing. Is it... (laughs) The walls, for some reason, every single wall has got gas pipes going through it and is... Is the most explosive building, most dangerous building Whose ever idea made. idea was that? <laughs> Why'd you do that? It is weird, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> I'm glad you noticed that. It, yeah, I was I, like, I would. I tell you what, <laughs> you're going to take over the world. Fair enough, you know. I'll drink the Kool Aid. I'll follow you. Yeah. I would say to you, my love, I ain't sitting in this frigging building. <laughs> you made it explosive. As soon as I put the hair dryer on, boom! I overheat the Denman brush. Boom! Yeah. I'm going to blow me up. Now I'm out. I'm out. Put me back in the desert. Yeah. That was filmed in a desert that has never seen rainfall. Really? As far as they know, yeah. This Chilean desert that's never seen rainfall. Isn't that cool? Isn't it mad, the little this things like that? This amazing. It really is. Isn't go explore it? it, folks. Listen to this and go explore. <laughs> yeah, where where we can. But, yeah, it's um, we, we it's important to notice uh, to, <laughs> that, that we... Um, sorry, it's, it's important to note that we thought Bolivia was in Europe somewhere, in Eastern Europe. I wonder if the Russians named it. it. Like you said, the places in Africa that are French and Dutch and they speak fluent French and whatnot. Yeah, and one of them was Ukrainian. (laughs) Camille was actually Ukrainian. Yeah, I didn't didn't realise it was in South America, so I apologise for my ignorance. No, it's, it, me too. It just got it's just got that sound but about it. But it just sounds like it's below Russia or something. Yeah, it does, doesn't it? Anyway, on from our uh, whatever's. Nonsense. What have you given for bonus? Twenty. A twenty. Oh, skills! I've given it a ten. Why? Um, for me, because of it's a hot mess. I think it's a hot mess. I don't think it's a very good Bond. I think it's a low point for Bond, and. You know, even Man with the Golden Gun is as boring as that film is. It, at least it's constructed like a Bond. This isn't. Um, it got the 10 simply for the supporting cast. Mm-hmm. Judy Dench, Jeffrey Wright. Uh, David Harbour was brilliant as it, it as the is CIA guy. Oh, no, no. no. Uh, That's Hop, isn't it, from uh, Stranger yeah, Things? Yeah, Roy Kinnear's. Mathis back again. And what's his face? Simon uh, Casanandes, is it? You know, play Yosef, the the boyfriend of. <gasps> because we know him from Agents of Shield, don't Blotchy. we? Yeah, so we were like, hey, there oh he is. Oh my gosh, he's a snake! And he plays him so well. Oh my, the yeah. fear on his face because yeah. he got so cornered. He's so good at playing a weasel. My God, Isn't that man he? needs an Oscar one day. Isn't he it? is so good. I, you know, like, oh. Yeah. And the poor woman next to him, he's giving you a necklace. Yeah, the, well, she's she's a Canadian agent. Yeah, that was I know being... you're a Canadian agent. Don't worry, I know he's given you a necklace. I have one similar, and it, you can see it on her face. She's like, "Oh my god, this man's just totally conned me. Oh, my heart's broken." And she walks out the door and she goes, Thanks. "Thank you." Yeah, and it. It's like, oh, love. And it. And he's looking like, oh, I'm gonna get shot now. Well, maybe I should have picked better life choices. Well, that's why I've given it a ten. It's simply because of the supporting cast. You've given it a twenty, so there must be some things to talk about. Yes. <laughs> um. M, Judy Dench. Yeah. The costume department. Wow. They have got her in some beautiful fitted outfits and she looks amazing. And I also like that when she's talking to Bond, she's taking her makeup off and she's using yeah, a real yeah. cleanser and you can see a real face. I thought, you know what, girl? You go. Bond's out. Uh, Bond's um, tailored suit is probably the best cut that I've seen Bond wear ever. And it the, the perfectly hangs on him. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Costume department is absolutely brilliant, really brilliant. And also, 
the makeup department, which is where I'm going to waffle a bit, love. Yeah. Uh, the supervisor was Paul, I can never say his name, Engelen. Okay. To give you an idea of who he is, he did Gladiator, Star Wars Episode One, Batman 1989, mm-hmm. Marco Polo, which I've recently watched. It's got Wong in it from Strange, uh, from Doctor Strange. Yeah. And um, Game of Thrones, Narnia. So there's a vibe about the way I can see it. Once I was looking, I thought the, the makeup was absolutely flawless. She had such oh, Camille, flawless makeup, and... yeah. And on um, Strawberry Fields. Yes. Um. And I yeah, because thought... it's very hard with someone with red hair as well, isn't it? Because you can go, you can do too much, whereas she she seemed quite natural. Yeah, you can go too light because yeah. she's light, or you can put a darker one on. And it looks just too blush. Yeah, I have that issue because I've got really pale skin. I either look washed out and pale, or it's like, what have you got? So you could do, do with him turning up and... Well, I, what I thought, <laughs> is it Max Factor? Because it's perfect and Max Factor does give that glow, but it was still around the, ta- around the time that the son of the man that started Max Factor was actually a serial rapist and was on the run. Oh, right. So studios stopped using Max Factor. Oh, good. Because before that, they were... So it was dropped anyway. It was a, comp- it was a product called La Mer. Okay. Um, and she had body paint on her mm-hmm. to make her have that flawless, that flawless look to her skin. I couldn't get over how flawless she was. Even when she had cuts and bruises on her face, her actual skin was amazing. Yeah. Um, and I just, I was mesmerized by her. Good. And that's why I give it a twenty because that was imp- that was amazing. Found that bliss. Okay, so. <laughs> Okay, so I suppose the last thing to do is just tell us what we uh, what we did out of one hundred and twenty percent tronta pasanta. So, what have you what have you given it? Um, I give it sixty two. A sixty two. So it has suffered a bit, hasn't it? Oh yeah. I've given it a fifty four, <gasps> which is pretty low. Mm-hmm. Still not man with the golden gun. I mentioned it before. That, that's a forty. Yeah. I really did not enjoy watching that film again. Oh. Um, I like this better than I thought I would because I fell asleep last time. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it was okay. I, I can't... You know, it's a film I would watch again. If I was watching a run of Daniel Craig movies, I'd go, all right, yeah. For, as in, you know, I'd be happy enough to just sit there and watch it. I'd know it was coming up. And, mm-hmm. and you know. But, um, yeah, as scoring as, as, as regards to a Bond movie and what have you, yeah, 54... Very low, and you can see why. I think they themselves admit that this was a, a, a low point to Bond. Mm. Um, so, yeah. Have you ever explained why you say Tronta Pasanta to the folks listening? I have, but I'm happy to say it again so that you so you know. Do you I've, know why? Yeah, you did tell me, but I forget. Okay, so what it was was there's a game for the 360, a Tiger Woods golfing game, mm-hmm. and... You could hit the ball a hundred percent and get so far down the fairway, mm-hmm. but you could hit it a hundred and twenty percent and get it further. So a hundred and twenty percent became our new maximum for anything, and the Tronta Pasanta comes from Brass Eye. There's a there's a there's a scene in Brass Eye where Chris Morris is talking to Alan O'Hanrahan or whatever his name is. And he's saying that he talked to the German minister. I, presumably you talked in German. Yes. What did they say? And he's making it up that he can speak German. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, back in the day, Trontopasanta became a thing amongst uh, us lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, our group. We always, you know, whenever you hit that ball 120%, it was Trontopasanta. It's the second time it's been explained to me and it still doesn't make sense. Yeah, you'll see. Well, it's the reason why I'm called... Pig Misser online with mm. everything. You mm. know, that's that's a Dolph Longrun film. And it was a similar situation. There was a training montage in the eighties. I can't even remember the film. And where what's it called Rocky has to catch the chicken in yeah. Rocky. And you know, there's a bit in one of these Dolph Longrun films where he he's he's gotta try and get a pig and he keeps missing it and we called him a filthy pig misser. How and it and it's stuck. And that's, that's now my that's, that's now my online name for everything. When you go on, when you go on Twitter, and what have you? It's all blind pig misser or pig misser, mm-hmm. and on my Xbox, mm-hmm. blind pig misser. Yep. Okay, just so as you know. Right then, 
Right, that was that then. Yeah, don't forget to follow us on Instagram. Plenty You're going to uh, take over and, and update the Facebook page because it's, we're proper point. lacking on Facebook, aren't yeah, we? So you're going to take charge of that and make mm-hmm. sure that it's all or have, what have you. We're still make sure it's Tronsa Make sure it's Tronsa Pasanta, I tell <laughs> you. Um, I'll probably update the, what's it called soon, the website. We've got a website too where you can go and see what's going on. But it's very much, I mean, I started that when we first started and it was actually the pilot's pod. Blast was about watching pilot episodes of shows. We'll yeah. get back to that. Okay. We'll get back to that. Okay. We'll get this franchise out the way and then we'll see where we are after that, all right? All right, then. <laughs> all right, and so um, start, start inflicting pain upon you then by making you watch things like Maggie and stuff like that. Okay. Maggie's a, uh, a, a Scottish kids' TV show from 1982. Right. You tricked uh, me the other day, though, with that thing. What that, thing? that program the other night. Venture Brothers. No. What? Uh, the end of the, the when there's like a. Oh, Survivors. Yeah, I thought it was Doctor Who, so I'm waiting for Doctor Who. So I'm like, where the hell is Doctor Who? Well, went, it was written by Terry Nation. Well, that's why I thought it was. Yeah. The my the man that did the Daleks. Yes. You know, yeah. See, I remember. Okay. Haha. <laughs> he, he, yeah, he conceived the Daleks. He didn't do them. That's a terrible right, thing to say. Uh, yeah, we'll, we'll, well go. I was waiting for the doctor. And then, I should know. have waited. Do you know what? I shouldn't have shown you that. I should have waited for it to be as part of this pod blast because oh, now shame. I can't show you survivors. Shame. Uh, never mind. Right, we'll go away now. Okay. Get on with our day and uh, enjoy. I uh, Hopefully you enjoyed Obi-Wan Kenobi. That's, that's released today. So you enjoy that. All right, yeah. And uh, we'll be, we'll probably be back to you in the next two days. Did we just time travel? Yeah, but we rec- we're recording this on the Monday, but it goes out on the Friday, doesn't it? And Friday's when it's released. Time so. travel. Right. <laughs> You're having a moment. I am. Yeah, I'm going to go and have a coffee. See y'all later. Later.